Welcome to the Behavior Speak podcast. Now, here's your host, Ben Ryman. Welcome to another episode of the Behavior Speak podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ben Ryman. On the podcast today, we have Dr. Kozi Batsuda. Welcome to the show, doctor. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Uh, before we get started, I just want to acknowledge that I'm producing this podcast on the territories of the Tlam and Klehus, Komox, and Homoko First Nations, who were one community, one borderless community before the colonizers came in and separated them all into the Indian reserves, as they called them. Um, yeah, so just grateful to be able to uh, produce the podcast on these unceded lands and do what I can to learn. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, a bunch of different things, I think. So um, I, I won't get into it yet. I, I think I'll just start by getting a little bit of an introduction, and I think that will lead into kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So maybe because we could talk start by just kind of telling telling us um a bit of your kind of origin story how you got into the field of aba and and uh kind of what led you to uh doing the work you're doing now right okay hi everyone my name is Kose matsuda i'm a bcbad i'm a ceo of the children's center in japan but i am also working in new york state licensed behavior analyst and I serve as a board member for the um, New York State Association of Behavioralist. And also I jumped the professor at the Pepperdine University. So how did I get into the field? That's actually a really good question. Oh, it <laughs> takes me a lot of time to think about. Okay. In fifth grade, fifth grade, I was one of the students for whom the teacher used direct instruction. It is in Japan. Mm. And it was 1979, so they don't calculate my age. But that was so late. Then I have ASD, but I was in a typical setting classroom in Japan with many children who were academically behind. And I was since that I was always interested in special education, and I wish I could be like her. So it took some time for me, but to obtain the BCBAD, but I accomplished it now. That's me. So okay, so so grade five. That, that's, a, <laughs> that's a bit of a jump from grade five to BCBAD. So in grade five, you're in this school and they're doing direct instruction. Yeah, surprisingly, right? And I think that she was one of the teacher who uh, the study come out from the states, and she was science teacher too. So mm. I think she did the study or the some seminar. And she has more than 10 students in her classroom, including myself, who mm. has difficult behavior kid. And she dealing with almost two years, fifth grade, sixth grade, without no problem mm. by doing that IDI. So sorry, so you say you were one of the kids that had difficult behavior? Yes, I didn't know I was, but I was. <laughs> no. And do you know why that was? What was that related to anything for you? Or? No, I have a diagnosis, ASD. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, you. So you are autistic. Yes, I am. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. So, and and did you have that diagnosis when you were a child? Yeah, when I was three. When you were three. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hmm. 
Uh, interesting. Did did so? Did um, obviously you were three in in the seventies, so they, there wasn't you know early intervention or whatever. Uh, what was what was sort of so? This is in Japan, right? It is in Japan. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <clears throat> okay. And so, wow. Okay. I don't think we I don't think we talked about this before. <laughs> this this just gives me a whole 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 other perspective, which is wonderful. Okay, so did you uh did you have any other kinds of sort of early intervention in Japan for, for no. For the autism diagnosis is still the same kind here in Japan. Yeah. But um the doctor diagnosed said that it's almost close to Down syndrome. So they, uh, my parents was told that I couldn't live up to the 10 years old. Mm. I shouldn't have a hot mom or anything like this. So they, my parents thought, spent all money to go to Hawaii or to Europe when I was little. In Hawaii, I got sick. Then uh, they taken me into the Hawaii Children's Hospital. Mm. And then the medical doctor sees me and the, my uh, father told that I had SD. And he did actually a whole test again. And he said, yes, you, your daughter has ASD, but by them, there's no intervention happening, but it's not about health related. So that by them, okay, you're a healthy child, but you have ASD. Mm. Then my parents decided to go back to Japan. Then I was in the typical setting classroom, but I didn't speak until I was five. Mm. Okay, and, and did you just sort of learn did you know why you didn't speak till you were five? Like, I mean, obviously you had a, uh, autism, but did, did something change when you were five? Do you know? And nothing. I don't really remember. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember what I was doing when I was five <laughs> either. So, so that's, I know that's a hard question. Uh, and, and what was, what was sort of, you know, in Japan, I guess where you were, what, what was kind of the perception of autism in those days? Do you know? I really don't think the perception would change anyway now, though, yeah. after so many years. Don't calculate my age. <laughs> so many yeah. years left. Um, autism in Japanese writing is tells close the door kid. So that you're going to be super quiet. Mm. You're going to be odd. So that means other people also close the door for you mm. to leave you alone. Mm -hmm. So that's the basic notion then. There's no one trying to teach me anything like this up until I met this teacher. Mm, gotcha. And so you, so this was grade five and you were starting to get direct instruction. Was that just in grade five or did that continue? Grade five, grade six, up until I finished the primary school. Okay, gotcha. And then what was sort of your school experience like after that? I do not know the whole impact of what school was, but it's really impact me. Yeah. And I can see the impact with other children who has a DD or DSD in my class. Mm, mm, mm. So okay, so you you you're now you you kind of make it through school and and make it through high school. And what happened after high school to sort of uh, you know as you sort of were trying to think about what to do with your life? Ah, uh, good question. Um, I went to the quite progressive high school in Tokyo. But I decided to leave the country because the, I don't want to become a teacher in there. Mm. So that I hope I can learn something she was doing. Mm. So, I was, so I moved to Australia. 
Mm. So I finished the uh, my school at the University of Sydney. Mm. My bachelor's education. Okay. And then from there, did you come back and teach in Japan? Yeah, we came back to Japan, teach in Japan. We moved to Europe and we moved to the UK. Then we come back to Japan again. By then, I really wanted to know about this special education, what we can do about that. Mm. Then I finally thought, okay, this is a psychological applied behavior analysis. I did a little bit in the University of Sydney, but it's a really tiny bit. Mm. So it was really uh, introduction only. I didn't mm. know the depths of the study. Mm. So I decided to go through the uh, master degree and the PhD afterwards. Mm. So where was so where was it that you learned about a, first learned about ABA? I mean, obviously I know you had the direct instruction you were in when you were a kid, but you probably didn't mm. know that was ABA when at the time. Mm. When when did you start when did you learn about ABA? Uh the first one in the University of Sydney, at the fourth grade of the University of Sydney at the education department. Mm. We have to teach children with special need kids. Mm. So there's a, a school called Grieve Primary School. The kids come into university and the university students have to teach one by one. Mm. Then I have a kids who are Turkish migrants who also have ASD and also have physical uh, difficulties. And he has a problem issue in the behavior. And nobody want to pick him because he's very difficult. Mm. <laughs> but I was um, volunteer because I thought there was something I can do for him. Mm. So we started doing the reading program with him. And within the two months, he started able to read and recognize letters mm. by mm. doing ABA, a sort of ABA by then. Right, right. And so where, where did you, when did you make the decision to keep going to do a master's degree and, and start really focusing in, in this field? Um, when I come back to Japan, there's some agency in overseas try to open the agency, AB agency in Japan. Mm. And I tried to do the admin job, but I would like to do more than admin job mm. because I wanted to teach it. Yeah. So that, that I decided to go on um, schools again. And, and where did you do your master's? I did my master of the Nover South University mm. and the... Uh, I did my PhD in the Chicago school. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Um, and so now, 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 what, what, what's your your current? You so you work at the the the, the children's center in Japan, and so do, do you all, do you run that? Yes, yeah. I am a um, CEO of that. Okay, and I have a wonderful Japanese BCBAs and BCABAs and RBG. Perfect. Now center. And is there a lot of is are there a lot of BCBAs in Japan? Uh not the population wise. We only have maybe um three PhD ones coming up from our center. Mm -hmm. Um BCBA probably like about 20. Fast more number. So so not a lot still. Um mm -hmm. and uh so there's definitely is there def is there a demand for more or it is a demand for more, yeah. but um, since the BACB and ABI decided to take on university-based um, credentials, which mm. I do agree. Yeah. So that we did, we need the university, Japanese university, land this course sequence mm. to to produce um, the credentials. So there, but, there, there isn't one yet. There's one yet. Okay. I, I we created course sequence. So we are uh, accredited by the BACB, 
We do mm. have a consequence, mm. but we do not have that university to take on that consequence. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. So anyone that's certified in Japan had to go to school outside of Japan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to backtrack back to your diagnosis at, at age three. Yes. So that seems that seems very young for 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 a girl to be diagnosed at in that in, in sort of in the 70s. Like it, it, I know because there's been a lot of sort of conversation about how you know autism is harder to mm. harder to see in girls. Um, and mm -hmm. often girls don't get diagnosed until mm. you know long you know, until until their teens and even into adulthood sometimes. Um, so I know you won't remember because you were three, <laughs> but but do you have any like it's do you have any idea how that came to be that you got diagnosed at three? I have a severe behavior issue. Mm. So that I my lifestyle was wake up at night, not able to sleep, uh sleep at the daytime sometimes, but not mm. nap. So that kind of lifestyle. Also, no vocal uh, com communication with the parents. Mm. And I do remember my dinner time was disgusting <laughs> because <laughs> I was actually climbing up the table, eat whenever I can eat. Mm. Mm. That that behavior is like animal-like that nobody actually able to teach me. Mm. So that uh, behavior alarmed my parents that she's something very special. Mm. in that way yeah so it was a little more obvious in you than it might have been in some other girls and that sort of thing yeah yeah i think yeah. the girl girl diagnosed delay because they can carry on or they suppress their emotions or they suppress yeah. their opinions because yeah. that's what they, the society expected yeah yeah so yeah. for normal for the parents to seek that their kids are quiet okay yeah, so that's that's the masking that they're doing, right? It is. Right, yeah, yeah. And just even getting a diagnosis. So was was there I mean I mean I mean I don't even know I don't know a lot about autism diagnosis sort of in in the 60s and 70s and what was it sort of a, was it a do you know if it was a like a a big assessment or was it just sort of the doctor going, "Oh yeah, she's autistic." went to a few medical doctors I remembered mm, because yeah. I screamed at them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I do remember they took my uh, um, brain waves. Oh, yeah. few times, but yeah. I have to sleep. I couldn't sleep. Therefore, the, uh, yeah, they couldn't say anything about it. Mm. But because I don't speak. So that they decided to have, give a diagnosis, clear diagnosis. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So now you're so now you're you're a professor at Pepperdine. Yes. And and then doing the children's center. So you live in in New York and in Japan. Mm. Why? <laughs> That's <laughs> that seems like a lot. I know. Um I started at children's center in 2008. Yeah. And the reason why I started because I want to provide services for the people. Yeah. And I never want to have a big company. Um, I want to have good quality service that I can provide. But then I found so many uh, 
uh, people, Japanese people want to learn this, uh, want to become professional, so that we studied together along the for the last 15 years. Mm. So many become, uh, every people, everybody become RBT at first, then become BCBN, RBT, and then the course sequence and outside and before the BACB cut the date. Mm. So we studied together. Um, so that business has been up for the last 15 years. And 10 years ago, uh, we have to move to New York because of my family issues. Mm. Um, I decided to stay half in Tokyo because I would like to this business grow or more like I want to see the students grow. Mm. So that I decided to stay on half time in Tokyo. But because of demand my family, sometimes I will visit or stay longer in New York. But also I have an opportunity to join uh, NYSABA, New York's Association of the Behavior Analyst. So they're really accepting me as a uh, member. Mm. So I work for them too. Nice. So that's the two things I'm doing. Cool. cool. So your family is in is based in New York then. And so they, they stay there when you go to Japan? Yes. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay, cool. Um, and so, this is this this company is in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, what uh, what sort of is what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, I, I mentioned before we kind of before we hit record that I I've been talking a bit with uh, one of your colleagues uh, Yuki Kremia, um, who's also a behavior analyst in Japan, and she was talking a bit to me about kind of how um, there's a you know culturally kind of in Japan when it comes to you know children with special needs in particular. Um, that there's not a lot of talk about it. Like it's it's kind of concealed sometimes by families or or like disabilities are hidden and that sort of thing. Is was is that your experience as well? My own, own experience, yes. Yeah. But um since 2014 and 15, and Japanese government decided to open up the um special, special education side of it mm. to meet that requirement for the United Nations. Mm. So they changed rules about we are more open about this in the school, get more fun by that. And uh, for example, in Tokyo, I go to uh, 12 local Japanese public schools, yep. primary schools. Okay. To, uh, they funded to, to for me to go. It's mm. not so much, but still, they need some special, uh, it's not a BCB only, but uh, some other expert as well. Mm. So mm. they funded for that. So they want to have uh, a provide. They want to provide this help for the mm. children who may need some more more support mm. in typical setting. Mm. And sort of generally speaking, what's sort of you know the we kind of talk about when I interviewed people from sort of different countries, it really it varies widely what you know kind of sort of the general public's understanding of autism is. Uh, you know, in some countries, um, you know, it, like well, certain, like you know, like Canada and the U.S. and you know, UK and whatnot. You know, the Australia. The conversation is more about, 
you know, autism acceptance and, and that sort of thing. But in other countries, it's more about autism awareness because people just don't even know what autism is. I know I was in, I was talking to a guest in, in, in one of the African countries and they were saying that, you know, a lot of the people there, you know, define, understood autism from more of a, like a religious perspective, you know, and they had a kind of a religious model of disability mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And so they didn't really understand sort of that, you know, it, it, you know that it was a you know, psyche that's, you know, it's a mental health sort of, you know, issue versus a, you know, a, a spiritual issue and, and that sort of thing. I'm curious what people in Japan in general sort of, what what the perceptions of autism are the stigma around autism what what is that like in 1970s and 80s should be like the spiritual things happening maybe though you know, mm. in the countryside yeah but the uh, parents who come to see us they're more educated mm. and the teacher who come to see us they were also more educated mm. so they are more like acceptance or maybe they want to do something special aid for them Mm. So that they can carry on whatever they need to be carry on. Mm. So I think that sh- that the shift is mm. actually happening last ten years or fifteen mm. years. Mm-hmm. And uh, and do we do you see sort of um, you know autistic folks you know like in- integrated and 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 included in in, mm. in 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 school and in activities or is, is there segregation or what's that look like? It's a really good question because we do start accept and we do start um, integrate in the typical school setting mm. in under age 12. Mm. But then if any comes from uh, middle school, uh, high school or university, it's certain degree that they can accept if the people have the SD. Mm. But if the people are SD with the problem behavior, they suddenly put in the uh, basket, okay, you're not really acceptable. Mm. So they have to go homes and they have to stay at certain institute. Uh, they only meet the, among the ASD people. So that's kind of a next step mm. um, for us to see uh, people with ASD to have more freedom mm. here. So, so they do they have then institutions in Japan like they used to have? In... Not so many, but mm. they, we do have some schools for the adult or the you know all the mm. people. But of course, maybe majority people in the countryside they stay home. Mm. I, I can't. Not, I do not have the uh, numbers with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm, interesting. Uh, and then, as far as ABA goes. Um, is is there funding for ABA or is it more like wealthy people that can do it or how does that go? Um, it is not funded, but mm. some uh, huge corporation without BCBA, they are doing a, a kind of ABA-ish kind of training mm-hmm. for the people who may need. Mm. So it's kind of good start. I'm not really disagree with that, you know, idea mm. of getting help. Mm. But um, yeah. If you want to go through the meet the BCB, the MBCB, it's fairly expensive still, mm. I must say. And then, so there is a, there. you talked about being involved with the, the New York uh, mm. ABA Association. 
And I, I want to touch on that maybe a little bit later. But is, is is there something similar in Japan? Does Japan have a behavior analysis association as well? Very different. In Japanese have the um, very old uh, Japanese behavior analysis association too. Mm. They are a great team of the basic study people and applied people. And most of the people are uh, university professor in Japan. Mm. So the associations are very different. And so what's like, like, how is that? How are they different? Like what's happening in Japan with that, that's sort of different from over here? Mm. Okay. Um, I am not really the <laughs> good person to talk about in mm. the Japanese behavior analysis because I am kind of black sheep. As I mm. said, I have ASD and I become a professional later on my age. Mm. And I am not working for the Japanese university. Mm. And the many things uh, I have uh, widened the distance between me and the Japanese association, I still support them. Mm. Because they're great, they're really wonderful uh, study going on, and uh, uh, read the papers written. Mm. Uh, so the uh, the New York server is more like, as you know, of the any other um, chapters mm. in ABI. They're up running. They want to increase the BCB numbers. They want to increase about the the participant of the ABI. They want to study more together. So it's a little bit different of that side. So, kind of, yeah. So, I mean, I I get what you're saying that you're you're a bit of a distance from 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 the 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 Japanese association for maybe some different reasons. Uh, you know, one having ASD yourself, and and uh, you know, and also just just uh, being you know um, not in associated with the universities there. Are they doing do do the do the do those universities are they doing more basic research and that kind of thing and or, or are are they training behavior analysts in those universities? I think they're doing both. Yeah, but they're so strong in a basic study. Mm. Um, uh, Doctor Masaya Sato, who mm. is actually a, a leader of the Japanese behavior analysis, mm. and he's a, one of the first president of ABI. Oh, okay. As non-US member. Mm. Um, so that the, the basic study has been very strong, the cultures and uh, histories and achievement. I'm, I'm pretty sure as well as the applied as well. But when it's become to uh, insure uh, services or the BCBA credentials or some kind of credential, mm. they try to form differently than the rest of the world, mm. which I respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, very cool. Um, one of the reasons I kind of found you was uh, because some of the work you'd been doing, um, uh, I, I, some of your research is focused on 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 racism and 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 bias and that sort of thing, right? Yes. Um, and uh, and I know you were involved in writing, you know, a couple book chapters for. Um, mm-hmm. um, um, some of the a couple of the recent texts that came out um, sort of around 2020 um, 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 around multiculturalism and around uh, social justice uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, do you continue to do kind of research in that area? Yes, very much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and so what, what kind of areas are you, are, are you focused on? Um, 
we would like to study or do the research based on something we can do about the bias mm. or we can do something about racism as well in the mm. practical terms. Mm. So the, the paper was actually a collaboration of the authors, right? So the Dr. Garshad, expert on LFT and ACT, mm. and Dr. Katagonas was one of the leader also for the diversity issue. Mm. And uh, jury, uh, Ivy is my chairperson and they encouraged me to finish in editing. So that was really collaboration on the paper studies. Mm. Mm. And before that paper, we didn't know the paper actually that exists for behavior analysis people to actually thinking about the area of study mm. or expand it. So after this paper was published, I'm pretty sure just maybe time, it's not because of that paper. Um, there are more people talk about racism, their own papers, and the more study has done, and more collaboration, which I'd really like to see. Mm. And we, I would like to, um, because I'm also a member of the diversity section at NASA too, mm. we can conduct, we may conduct the some study as well in the future. Mm. Mm. Right on, right on. Um, there's been a lot of conversation uh, you know, particularly in behavior analysis or, um, in the last few years around a lot of social justice mm. kind of issues, uh, in particular racism. Um, um, I think sort of the two big topics have been racism and kind of neurodiversity, um, yes. you know, have been the big ones. Um, uh, and um, uh, particularly you know, with the advent of the the George Floyd murder, yeah. a lot of the conversation has been around anti-black and brown kind of racism. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we've seen, you know, some great papers starting to come out kind of on those areas, uh, yes. you know, and from from some some great black researchers. Um, um, and uh, we've started to see more, you know, kind of conversations about racism from sort of that black perspective um and 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 sort of to maybe a, a bit of a lesser extent but not very much um some a lot of the similar conversations in the in the you know in the, the Latin American Latino populations mm. um, um and a lot of the the concerns there um but I haven't heard much talk about sort of you know anti-Asian, um, um, you know, kind of racism, um, mm-hmm. um, uh, both in, in, in behavior analysis, but also I think, you know, just in general, I mean, I think, you know, and again, this is obviously being not Asian myself, I'm not going to be, you know, connecting with, you know, all these microaggressions that could be happening and whatnot, but in, in the media, you know, I think, kind of the biggest topics we've seen around racism, anti-Asian racism had been either related to COVID, you know, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, you know, racist statements from the former American presidents, you know, um, and, and whatnot. Uh, and then, and then, uh, well, I think, I think, so I think sort of that, that's, that's been the big one. And then, you know, we've seen in my where I live. So I live kind of just outside of um, Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, and we have a, a very large um, uh, Asian population here, particularly, I think, Chinese population. Um, and uh, there's 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 also been quite a bit of 
anti-Asian kind of hate crimes mm-hmm. um, attacks and whatnot on on sort of random Asian people for you know really not that there's not that there's ever a good reason but no sort of professed reason at all um just in general they're just being targeted for no you know for randomly which has been quite bizarre but i'm i'm, I'm curious sort of and and uh, you know what sort of your experiences have been um both maybe with yourself or or with with colleagues um you know around sort of you know anti-asian racism in our field what, what have, have you have you had those kinds of experiences I do, especially in the COVID time. Mm. And uh, uh, that's part of the reason that I heavily involved with uh, NICE server now. Mm. Uh, the reason why the, the Asian people was attacking Chinatown in New York. Mm. And that there are lots of the aid happening within the association of the Asian people. They're going to give a Uber a free ticket for the year lady to go home mm. or those protections happening. But uh, uh, NYSABA wanted to do something. So mm. I was invited to do so-called uh, tea with uh, Dr. Matsuda, or tea with NYSABA. So we invite the people in New York who are concerned about the issue happening right now. Mm. And we are just discussing. I'm not really presenting anything for them, mm. but we want the people to say about the things, whatever their views. So mm. there are a few Asians coming up, and also there are nice other members in white and uh, uh, the uh, blondes and black come up. And mm. that conversation was very interesting. Are you a BCBA supervisor looking to streamline your practice? Or maybe you're working towards your BCBA and need to find the right supervisor. Whomhouse offers tools that make supervision so much more enjoyable for both supervisor and supervisee. For supervisors, they offer easy meeting documentation, competency tracking, monthly verification forms, a built-in supervision curriculum, and so much more. For supervisees, Whomhouse has a fieldwork tracker with built-in auditing, monthly verification forms, a curriculum, quizzes, and more. If you're looking for a supervisor, they even have a supervision marketplace where you can connect with BCBAs until you find your perfect match, kind of like professional dating. For more information, go to whomhouse.com forward slash speak or search whomhouse on google if you're planning on collecting continuing education credits for this episode you'll need to enter the secret words at www.cbiconsultants.com forward slash shop first secret word is japan and that's that experience Mm. but also when you point out why the asian doesn't do the anti-asian slogans and you know those the action Mm. Um, I can only say from my point of view, mm-hmm. but uh, let's go back to my DA experience. Okay. Yeah. So have you done the DA direct instruction yourself? Have when, I done direct instruction? No. Yeah. Okay. So when you do direct instruction as a teacher, you feel comfortable. You see the behavior occurring. You get the data done. You can see progress. Mm. But from other end, other student, like I was receiving the DA, right? Mm-hmm. That's really disgusting behavior they make me do. Mm. So I got into corporal uh, the cha- uh, uh, chanting with them, the singing with them, and which I don't want to do. So behavior analysis is a very strange uh, science that whether you like or dislike, it's not the matter. Mm. So that no, no matter how much I really hate the eye, 
when I was fifth grade, but it clearly helped me my academic achievement. Mm-hmm. Clearly helped me to how to speak better language, mm. the writing. Mm-hmm. So I still hate the DI. Those <laughs> students. <laughs> so it's the same notion. Um, when you're thinking about racism, you want to fight against it. Yeah. You want to fight against it. Fist up. No racism. No racism. Yeah, yeah. It's good. But it's going to be the same with those right-wing people who marching down in the Korean embassy in Tokyo every weekend, like where I live. Mm. So we cannot copy the same behaviors. Mm. But then we can still change the behavior. Mm. So the at the same time, the people who does violent action towards to based on racial bias, mm. they thought that they're doing right things. Right? So they mm. they thought so the agent's bad. Why they're here? They have to get out. They bring a COVID. Mm. I have to fight against for my family. So that's what they, they believe. Yeah. They're doing good for my family. Yeah. To, against Asia. Right. But it's not a fact. It's not the truth. Because almost Asian, whether you say, oh, they all lived in there. They've never been China. They've never been Asia the yeah. last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so that um, fighting against or do some action towards to it may not be the uh, a case or the uh, answers to deduce that's those behaviors. Mm, mm. Does that a bit make sense? Yeah, yeah, it's for always sure. Always conversation. Mm. No, no, definitely. So, and so, what what are what are these conversations about then in in that you're having in New York? Like, what's sort of the goal? It's not that it's it, that that's a part of it. So that mm. we want to have in. I shouldn't say that it's very leisure what Caucasian thinking about the theoretical discussion. Mm. We have a, 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 a agenda, we have an, a collaboration team happening, action plans and mm. goals, okay. like, which is good at the business. But the racism, the reduce of racism is not that happening that way, unless you have some classroom happening. Mm. So you have a classroom of 35 kids, half of them hate each other. Because of racial bias, mm. then you can do the things like it as behavior analyst. Mm. But in a broader sense of it, it is too much stimulus happening. Mm. Right? Mm. Same as same as every day, every job we do. Mm-hmm. So we do have to have segregate sections and so the in a tea uh uh session with a nice server is really simply discussed and it warms support. Mm-hmm. It sounds like nothing, yeah. but if you are victim of the racism and you are in that conversation, it's funny enough you felt really comfortable. Mm. So that my experience as being attacked by us because I'm Asian is not so much big deal. And mm. I talk about is that so many people, I know the people who support me then I mm. do not have to worry about so much about myself, my family, mm. or my friends who's Asian, who get maybe attacked or not. So mm. if you talk about among only Asian people, the circle goes wider and bigger. Uh, worries about this, how do we about this, where the funding goes, how to help people. But if you go outside the circle, talk with wider uh, groups, mm. that really helps. Mm. And so, 
I mean, something I, I, I mean, sort of, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm curious sort of just about sort of, you know, Asian behavior and behavior analysts sort of in general in, in kind of, you know, America, um, you know, are there, are there, are there a lot like, you know, have you looked at sort of the BACB kind of demographics and have they talked about that? You know, they talk about how 4% of or so of behavior analysts are, are identify as black and 92% are white. And, you know, I think 1% are, you know, Pacific Islander or something. Um, uh, what's sort of the representation like in the field for, for Asian folks? You know? This is a very difficult question, but yeah. I think that because of the uh, food itself is very young. Yeah. And also our 75% or more of our food is basically for ASD and the DD. Yeah. So the rest of the business has not really developed, not well known by. Yeah. So I think that ratio would change. Yeah. Maybe more people go to OBM. Yeah. And maybe more people go to the... Uh, uh, hospitals working with the uh, medical doctors. Yeah. If you change, if they change the kind of system, then I'm probably, I'm pretty sure the ratio of the racial uh, differences will shift. Mm. Do, are are you do, do you sort of see though? Like we, we've learned, I think we've learned a lot, or I've learned a lot anyway in the last few years again about you know, at least sort of on the surface, a lot of the difficulties and, and sort of hardships Black folks and Black folks in our field go through, you know, both in terms of just getting into the field and getting an education, you know, because it goes all the way back to sort of, you know, their childhoods and being sort of held back solely because they were black and not given mm -hmm. opportunities to take, you know, advanced classes and whatnot, um, and not encouraged to sort of go to university. Um, you know, we hear a lot about, you know, a lot of these amazing behavior analysts being sort of the first generation in their family to even get a bachelor's degree, let alone yes. a master's and PhD. Um, and then we also hear a lot about you know, black folks living in, in fear every day because mm. of, you know, the relationship yes. with, with the police and law enforcement yes. and, and even just, you know, you know, the lynch mobs and, and all these sorts yes. of, you know, uh, horrible, you know, things that these folks have to sort of think about every time they walk out their front door. Um, are there similar parallels in the Asian community? Uh, we just don't hear a lot about sort of the struggles of Asian folks around racism beyond sort of the COVID stuff. Like, obviously, there's been anti-Asian racism long before COVID came around. Um, um, but we, you know, there's there's not really any conversation about it. Like, what 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 what's what's sort of a, what's it like to be an Asian in America? You know, um, especially an Asian woman, especially an Asian woman, especially you. I mean, you you, you this is your own perspective because you're an Asian woman who's also has ASD. So, I mean, you have a really unique sort of intersectionality there. Um. I think that we are not even inside the league, you know? 
Mm. We call it outside league. I am outside league. So everything else and something happening, racism, or the uh, you don't speak good English, or whether you don't, you know, you're good enough for this, you're good enough for that. I'm outside league. Mm. For example, if you're a teacher, you have a grade one student, 27 students in front of you, mm. right? Every single one of them unique, but always teacher remember one or two students, even after 20 years. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the student has a particular behavior issue, or maybe it's that there's some bias happening for the worst one teachers. Mm -hmm. So when I go to schools in, in Japan, and teachers say, that kid, the, the student A did this, the student A did that and all the time. But when I actually observe, A didn't do nothing. Mm. But B and C and D did a lot. Mm. So it really depends on of what kind of perceptions and bias you have too. Mm -hmm. So the, in regards to Asian, being, being here in New York, we are kind of, I am a kind of out of league. They mm -hmm. don't really consider as even members sometimes, unless as, as members I speak of the like community, that. You mean? Yeah, sometimes. Mm. So that I don't really think that people in ABI recognize Japanese ABI as well mm. because they're kind of very quiet. Their paper only written in Japanese, but mm. the quality of the paper is very high. Mm -hmm. Unless we translate into the English, mm. there's some the famous people are focused on then. Mm. They never get uh, recognized. Same as mm. in the Russian papers, same yep. as the uh, Spanish papers, yep. the same. So yep. I understand your point of view. Okay, there may, there may be less commotion between Asian and white Caucasian things, but it's just because we are kind of out of leagues. It's not mm. about it's not because we are not really nosy, we're not really uh, fight against it. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. And then what about sort of in Japan? Like what's, is is there, you know, like I've never, I've, I've never been to Japan. I don't know sort of. Come. I, I want to. Yeah, I want yeah. to. Uh -huh. um, uh, yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a friend actually that, uh, that goes there once or twice a year. He does photography tours and he goes. Wonderful. And, and uh, for the snow monkeys. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The famous snow monkey, the bus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he loves he loves going there. Is is what is is racism an issue in Japan too? You know what? After did I start writing this paper, or the the reason why I start writing the paper is about in United States. I saw young neo Nazis. That's the most shocking incident. Sorry, you said neo Nazis. Yes, yes, young oh, wow. people become Nazis and yeah. they try to against the, the people, and that was really shocking incident I saw in the United States. Mm. That was part of the reason why I started doing this research paper. Mm. But mm. when you're thinking about that in Japan, we have so many racism happening, right? Like as I said, each weekend, the right wings got the marching down in front of the Korean embassy, mm. and because of, we have a history of the World War II, we do against Chinese, some of the people, the Chinese may against us. It's a political mm. and economical too now. And mm. we do have racism, but it's not the way that I really don't think, I, I, I shouldn't even compare, but I really don't think that the black people in the United States mm. has been targeted so much, so deep, so often than mm. any other racial 
uh, incident. Yeah. I do not feel unsafe here. I feel mm. safe to walk in there. Yeah. I feel safe to see the police. Sometimes my family member would ask by some pe- uh, people by police, but I never think that we're going to end up in jail. Mm. But mm. black people constantly fear, yes. constantly train their own children to not yes. to talk about this. Be nice to it. Be friendly. Be utmost uh, best behavior that you have all mm. the time. So mm. that we don't have that kind of fears. Mm. So that's a big difference. Yeah. And I, that, that, that's not really happening in Japan, I don't think. Mm, mm. And I also saw, it's really sorry, I, I, could, I should be researched the paper, but I couldn't. I heard some of the interview as foreigners in Japan. Mm. Do you feel against it by the Japanese people? And the most black people felt no. Mm. They felt more comfortable, even though they recognize difference. But Japanese people tried to accommodate them as much as they can, even though they don't speak English. Mm. So that um, they don't really fear in daily life. That mm. I heard. Uh, so it's not a research paper, but mm. that was my um, personal mm. Mm. thing. So, so there's, there's, so in terms, and, and, and I mean, are there like, like, is there, uh, is there like a black population in Japan? Yes. Uh, yeah. We had many. Um, uh, Navy base and the Air Force base okay. in Japan, so that um, we do have uh, mixed marriage and we do have you know, black communities. And mm. the place I live in Tokyo, we have a two black uh, people runs restaurants and cafes and bars. All right, awesome. So mm. that's good. The main people coming together. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like black folks in Japan are are living in less fear than they might be living here. I do hope so too. In a way, yeah. uh, the, uh, I, I am not black people, therefore of I shouldn't be compared. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it is just something that's shocking. The troops come out yeah. every time we read the paper. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, just kind of shifting gears a little bit to around sort of just um, thinking about kind of. Um, you know, both your your work in 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 Japan at the Children's Center, and you know, kind of your work with NYABA. Um, I'm curious, have you have you done work, or do you have sort of thoughts on kind of you know culturally responsive care with you know like Asian families and Asian autistic children and that sort of thing? Like, are, are there things that sort of you know? folks need to be thinking about kind of when when working with Asian or at least with Japanese families? Because there are a lot of Japanese families in, in the U.S. And I, and I imagine there's not a lot of Japanese behavior analysts, you know, to sort of, you know, work with them. And so there's got to be some, 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 uh, you know, some, some cultural things to be thinking mm. about. Um, Dr. Cohen and, and the colleagues and I wrote the paper about the multiculturalism uh, book. Right. In regards for the Asian families. Right. And we are kind of take upon a BSCB uh, as the guidebook. Okay. The best on that, we add on what you need to watch out, what you need to be care for the Asian families. Mm. Um, if I can mess it up, only Japanese people. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, if when I was doing the master's degree, you have to do some of the practical job. Mm-hmm. And when I did practical job with my um, Japanese families, 
the further of the uh, the clients got really close with me because I was kind of very Americanish kind of quietish kind of comment I had to make because the paper says right? so I had to read through for the family and he was very offended. Mm. I have uh, uh, now I think of it, I should have done better mm. because I respected the family authorities and I respected the family who's actually top of the, the families. Mm. So I should done better. So those things has been written all those papers. And also the um, the Japanese uh, mothers and the people in general is very quiet. Mm. Mm. I I speak a lot now, but <laughs> I'm usually quiet in the yeah, way. Yeah. Um, so that you don't you cannot presume that quiet people doesn't understand things you said. Mm. Sometimes when uh Caucasian and BCBA talks about their behaviors, they're worried because their reaction is not the same as you expect with the different families. Right. So when you say A, B, C, and Z. And you normal clients go to say, okay, I understand that. Thank you. Right. That kind of the reply will never come from any any Asian families. <laughs> <laughs> they all just thought, okay. But they will do it. Mm. If you ask for the data, take the data for this thing and particularly for that, and the take a video for this and particularly for that, they will do for you. But they're mm. not gonna say, yes, they're gonna do it for you. I see. So so it's not that it's not that these Asian families won't buy in or or participate in in the programs and and the learning. It's just when you share that information with them, they don't get excited about it. Um, because so different. It's because of in a, in Asian cultures, more is better, right? So if you say you cannot say word go up, you want to the BCBA to transfer. Train the child for the two thousand times. So yep. said Apple by mass trial. We're not gonna do it for now. Yeah, this is unethical and it's not necessary. If the child can say Apple, mm-hmm. but many Asian train that way to study particular mathematics and the language. Mm-hmm. So they want to apply same learning methodology towards so their own child. So Asian families in general for other other skills, they do do a lot of repetition. They do, and so they're they're so so they're, yeah. So they're open to kind of that kind of approach. Yeah. So so when I say okay, so let's shift from DDT to NET, most of parents get, oh, why you have to be support? Oh, are you actually teaching now? Or yeah. Like now things happen, but we're gonna we're gonna set up this NET things, and we will wait for the kids to take over their behavior, oriented towards to something. Mm. So it's difficult for them to understand. But as the end result come up, you're going to wait, give them for maybe uh, two to three weeks. The parents will see the progress, obviously, so that they become more um, cooperative with you. Mm. 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 I mean, are, are there sort of like... Are there, are there other things that, that folks should just be considering? You know, like or or like even even as far as sort of the first time they meet a family and those sorts of things, uh, just because it's it's such a different, it's just such a different experience. Uh, you know, I, I've had a couple, I've been in a couple of Asian homes in my career, not too many, um, and it's just 
I mean, for me, it's culture shock. It's just such a, a different experience being in a, you know, in, in some of these homes and, and, you know, everything from, you know, eating to, you know, um, uh, communication, it just, it was, it was just also foreign to me. And, and, uh, and I, I was unprepared. Um, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, negative. I mean, uh, there are very, people who are very nice and very kind and, and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and seemed like, you know, really, really great parents, um, um, and really tolerant too, of, of sort of a lot of these behaviors as well, it's, mm. it seemed, you know, um, uh, more so than maybe others and really kind of calm about it all. But, um, yeah, just kind of other kinds of, you know, cultural considerations that people might want to think of when working with these families. Uh, there's so many of it. I don't know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that one of the students from Pepperdine said that she decided to take her shoes off when they went to class. That's a very good one. Mm -hmm. And also, um, we cohabit in sleeping time. So mm. majority of the parents still sleeping together with the children. So when it becomes so-called sleeping training or the uh, you know sleeping issues happening, other problem behavior. Mm. You do need to be aware of the you know, the parents very uncomfortable leaving child alone in the bed mm. sometimes. Mm. So that you need to consider that your intervention plan may not be applied for some Asian families. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and do you find that like like a lot of the materials that are available or the, the assessments and things like that 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 they need to be sort of adapted and tailored to sort of Asian families or, or, or do they work well? There is a lack of diversity when it comes to educational material depicting black children in the field of applied behavior analysis. Human expressions gives black and brown children realistic and detailed images of kids who look like them, modeling everyday skills that may be difficult for them to communicate or express. At Human Expressions, the benefits of representation for black and brown kids in educational curricula are clear. Increased self-esteem, reducing stereotypes, and increased validation and support. To learn more, go to www.humanexpressions.org. That's human, H-U-E-M-A-N, expressions.org. The second secret word is direct. That's a really interesting question, Ben. We take more self-assessment English one, translate yeah. into the Japanese from the author of the version. Yeah. And we kind of not doing everything because mm. of some of them is not applied for the culture. So that we are really not doing um in conversation, in interval. Mm. You want to as a social training, you want to say something nice about others as mm -hmm. a topic. Mm -hmm. We don't do it. <laughs> Because we don't need to say, you don't need to say, hey, baby, I love your chef. You don't need to say that conversation like this. So you don't need to start kind of training that. Yeah, we feel weird. Okay, what's good about this chef? So, yeah. yeah. So we order, we order those things. And then we also, what other things? Um, Japanese, when you write something in Japanese, we write a lot longer sentences. Mm. But speaking Japanese is a little bit different. Mm. So we kind of omit the many uh, subjects. Sometimes we all even omit uh, verbs. Mm. But the conversation will consist mm. and that understandable other parties. Mm. 
So mm. it's quite odd that when you hear the same agent uh, doing the phones, right? And you just hear it outside from this behavior words. Mm. The speaker doesn't speak much. Mm. But this is a speaker, not listener, it's a speaker. Mm-hmm. On the phone, doesn't speak much. But it's it's, cons- it's actually conversation was clear enough for each other. Mm. So that's quite odd for the year uh, who speaks English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I've often wondered about, that's an interesting point, and I've often wondered about sort of, um, you know, a lot of the stuff we do in kind of verbal behavior sort of approach um and i don't know a lot about the vb approach i you know i know my basic operants and whatnot and you know i can talk about them a little bit but i haven't really done much of that sort of work myself uh but i've often wondered you know if um you know if if sort of the the way we teach you know these different operants um is based on, you know, the, you know, the European American conversation, Um, you know, and the way European Americans interact and Canadians interact with each other, not based on, you know, like, 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 like is, and, and again, I don't know any of this and I'd be interested to hear from folks, you know, that are in this, in that verbal behavior realm, but is sort of the analysis of verbal behavior um, you know, does it apply, you know, consistent, consistently across like languages and cultures? Do you know? Like, I, I don't know a lot about it. Babar open will apply for any language. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because it's behavior. Yeah. Um, how it's done is different. Mm. For example, when you the training, you won't say, I want coffee. You yeah. want the kids to say that. Yeah. But in Japanese, we say, noun first and the afterverb so coffee please mm. so that's a proper sentences yeah yeah then you start teaching that so how many verbs and how many nouns we still do the same with the verbal behavior setup mm. but sometimes i feel that uh say for so the bp map set up mm. a certain number of the uh the verb certain number of the intraverbal set up mm. to go to move the next stage mm. but mm. i felt that for uh japanese uh, kids to gain social skill set or move on to the next stage of the BB map. Mm. I think they need more of verbs, more mm. uh, different kind of the um, mm. language setup yeah. in, in intra level. So that uh, we still do that the BB map way, but yeah. we can add on after they graduate, they finish the master degree. I need to add on a new program mm. that the kids can survive in the kindergarten or mm-hmm. survive in the year one mm-hmm. because the conversation gets more uh, complicated. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and, and I need, I, I think I need to have someone who's, yeah. you know, you know, like a verbal behavior pro and have a conversation. Ooh. Cause I don't know anything about verbal behavior clearly. Um, like, I, like I wonder about, I, I also wonder about things like, um, just you know a lot of like most of the behavior analysts I, I i would guess um their 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 native language is english mm-hmm. you know i mean there's there's certainly lots of folks that have, are bilingual and 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 have english as a second language as well 
but you know so if i'm a i'm a you know a english speaker and i'm going into a japanese family you know or you know family from any culture really you know and and they want their child to to start speaking You know, I mean, I, I imagine the first question is, is what language do you want them to start speaking in? Great question. I get the same question from the parents quite often now, especially the bilingual families. Mm. I, I would say any language they pick. Mm -hmm. But one, one parent is one language. Mm -hmm. So if Ben, your father, and is speaking English, you're supposed to speak English. Mm -hmm. Me, as mother, if Japanese, speak Japanese only towards mm -hmm. the child. So mm -hmm. the stimulus is going to be set up. Mm -hmm. So if you see my face, you're going to speak Japanese. Yeah. If you see Ben's face, you're going to speak English. Mm. If you see grandmother speaking Spanish, you should start speaking uh, Spanish. But because educational uh, experts and the medical doctor often say, oh, no, 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 mono language. One's better because mm. for ASD, it's too much to learn. I really don't believe it because we don't have a paper for that. Mm. But we have a paper for the multilingual. Uh, achievement by ABA. Mm. So I would strongly recommend people to use mother tongue to talk to the child or teach the child. Well, and it makes me think of this word that I just came upon a couple days ago. I was looking up, um, I was doing some research on some, some speech language pathologists and just looking to maybe have one on the podcast. And I found one that specialized in and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but uh, I'm just looking at my screen. Di diglossia. Have you, heard, mm -hmm. have you heard that term? Tom mm -hmm. says. Yeah. So it basically it says definition is a, a situation in which two languages or two varieties of the same language are used under different conditions within a community, often by the same speakers. So this is sort of um, you know, I think this is kind of akin to sort of the Spanglish. You know the people, the 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 the, the Spanish-speaking folks that will either mm. mix Spanish and English together, or they'll mm. speak Spanish to some people and English to other people. And um, and um, I, I wonder, I'm I, I'm you know I know this is really kind of off topic now, but I wonder about sort of how you know the behavior analysts who are kind of working in the verbal behavior realm. You know, and 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 only and and themselves only speak English. Um, how they sort of how they sort of teach families to do these programs so that their kids are speaking the languages they need to learn in the different contexts. Some agency use the translator, which is mm. good. Yeah, but I do believe that language is really tools. The language is not only the uh, what you hear with me the podcast. Mm. The language is your actions. Language, the way you stand up. Mm. Language, what you want them to do, yes. and what point the purpose and the function. Yeah. So that's language is all about. So when they have to start teach, uh, what was it, Russian people, and the mother speaks Russians, I only have uh, common languages English mm. in Tokyo. So, yeah, yeah. so I start speaking to them English to mm. the mother. The mm. mother's behind the child. The mother starts speaking Russian, same word. Mm. So she translated Russian English. I said to uh, uh, SD to the English to the mother, mm. and the mother said it in, in Russians. And the kids prompted answer 
in Russian too, mm-hmm. so that just kids can be able to do Russian word mm-hmm. answer me or mm-hmm. answer the mom. So that mm-hmm. I did it. Sorry, because I mean, I think you almost have to have a translator in some of those situations because how would you even know if they're doing it right? Well, if you have an interview, if you have an interview with the parents, the parents, the, the one of the language is strong. That's good. Mm. But I do think that having translator is great. But because mm. I don't have experience with a translator, mm. um, when I translate people from the English uh, authors to the Japanese people, mm-hmm. I be so careful with my the use of the word towards mm. the Japanese to understand. Mm. So mm. I don't use my own voice in it. Mm. The translation will often divide all those behaviors. Mm. Mm. May I say so that that's uh, my fears. So I wanted to direct communication. I talk to the somebody and talk to somebody. Have to talk in a language towards mm. the child. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. And I, I saw recently. Um, who was it? Um, Dr. Uh, Peter's daughter, um, uh, Anna, there. I don't know if I'm saying her, her last name right. She's Icelandic. Um, and uh, just put her and uh, Juliana Oliveira just put out a, a book chapter called Teaching Foreign Languages right. with it using ABA. So I think that'd be interesting, interesting to sort of see how that would all work. Um, uh, yeah, no, really. Really cool. Okay, so what what are some of the things you're doing these days with with uh, with? So I know the children's center is primarily ABA early intervention. Is that mostly what you do there? We do have uh, a high schoolers, but yes, mainly for eye intervention. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and mainly for autism. Mainly for autism, but um, because we have a private payers uh, above sixty percent of our clients, so we do have any conditions, any. Mm-hmm. Diagnosed with mm, the people mm, mm. in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. In New York, it's a different story, but in Tokyo, we can. Yeah, yeah. And do you find sort of being autistic yourself? Well, first off, first off, do you? Do, how, how, I mean, I noticed you. You several times you've said you know you have ASD. Mm-hmm. Um, so how how do you like the how do you like the, the to be referred in that way? Do you like to re- be referred as having ASD, or do you like to be referred as autistic, or do you care? I have not care in anything. To yeah. be honest, yeah, I do yeah. not care. ASD is okay, but some people cares that yeah. need to be provide um, uh, support. Yeah, and so I'm I'm curious. Well, first off. It's interesting that I I didn't know you were autistic, and I haven't seen that come up anywhere in kind of any of the other sort of presentations you've done and whatnot, and things that I've I've been watching. So, it, is 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 it is that something you're fairly open about and you like talking about, or is that something you tend to sort of, you know, suppress a bit? Yeah, I'm not suppressed with it. Yeah. Um, I just want to be point to the uh, people asking to the answer clear enough so yeah. that my language deficiency is not really on the way. So yeah. for because you ask me where I why do I have to become BCB and why do you want to do this business with ASD and all yeah. that? It's because of that I have to go back to the, my rational 
Yeah. That I have my own difficulties, right? Yeah. And somebody helped me, great. So I want to do this. So yeah. that I'm not really secret about this. Actually, yeah. the last year of ABI, I did the discussion about oh. the neurodiversity people. Mm. And uh, because some university, I think Indico, I'm very sorry, uh, the Mary did the presentation about how you can support ASD people in university mm. setting. Mm, 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 mm. So that was great that they are so careful with the grown-up ASD to achieve the, what they need to be achieved. Mm-hmm. Um, I just pointed out to the Mary that the difference between ASD and non-ASD uh, student in university is that because as a professor, you presume that you did year one, first grade or first year of university successfully. So you presume the second year is okay, but it's not always the people with ASD. Mm-hmm. It's often a different story. And I myself find a very strange feeling that day. I thought I did great for during the first year, but second year, somehow I do not know what to do. Mm. And the people just presume that you should know this because you've done it. Right. But, uh, okay, I did it. It's not because I forgot, but it's something a little bit different than that we are doing the second time. Mm-hmm. So that's the difficulty that I'm facing yeah. most of the time. ZigZag is an autism therapy management platform. At its core, ZigZag seamlessly allows management of programs, adding, editing, changing long-term and short-term objectives on the go. ZigZag makes data collection super easy for therapists on-site and automatically calculates progress, providing you with session summaries and graphs in real time. ZigZag provides you the ability to manage all of your clients, whether they be center or home-based, and work with all the various therapists and parents seamlessly. ZigZag is based in Vancouver, British Columbia, and is fully compliant with both federal and provincial privacy requirements. Book a demo now at www.zigzagkid.com forward slash product demo and get a free 30-day trial. The third secret word is interesting. And, and, And sort of just, you know, and... Like, do you find that does does being autistic help you run this children's center and help you do this work? Does it does do do you find that you're because we we hear a lot these days about sort of this neurodiversity affirming mm. kind of practice? Sure. Um, and uh, I don't exactly know what that. I still don't really know what that means. Um, you know, I think it 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 can mean a whole lot of different things um, depending on who you're talking to. Um, uh, uh, you know, I think I, I, you know, I, I do give a little bit of, you know, I think I do, I do, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I, I do have more, more kind of trust, I guess, in, in the folks that are actually neurodiverse themselves, um, talking about neurodiverse affirming practices versus folks okay. that aren't, you know, I think that can make some sense, but then I also think that, just because you're neurodiverse doesn't mean you're good at no being neurodiverse. Absolutely no. Absolutely <laughs> right? no. No. Um, being SD is not really helping to run any business at all. I, mm. I don't think. Yeah. I find it very difficult. But yeah. luckily, people who interest in SD people, now lucky people around me for the staff or mm. the admin or the families around me, they're really supportive. Mm. So I am um, kind of the product 
the people's uh, forgiveness. Mm. I made a lot of mistakes daily, mm. honestly. Uh, that people just couldn't believe how why can't you mistake with like this? Yeah, right? they just because of, I'm very sorry, I don't know why I did this. But they are uh, really kind and they're forgiving. Mm. They're supportive. They don't give mm. up on me for that. Mm. So for in that sense, working with the, this field is helped me a lot mm. because people try to understand what you want trying to achieve. Mm. Mm. But being ASD doesn't really help me for anything to do with that behavior analysis. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, it's good to hear. I mean, not good, but it's uh, it's 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 good to know that there's sort of different perspectives. It's not good for everybody. Um, hmm. And so, do you have? I mean, you're obviously a BCBAD. You're 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 a professor in ABA, you know, programs and. You're involved in New York ABA and so on. So you're obviously, you know, like ABA on some level. Um, um, do you have sort of thoughts just as you, and these would just be your own, of course, you know, a, a sort of being autistic around sort of a lot of the criticisms of ABA that have come from kind of members of the autistic mm. community? Um, did what, 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 you know, I'm not looking for you to sort of take sides per se, but maybe I am. Um, I'm just, I was just sort of curious what your thoughts are as an autistic BCBA, um, you know, navigating a world where a lot of autistic BCBAs are not happy with ABA and a lot of autistic mm. folks are not happy with ABA. Um, I can see why they are happy about it. Mm. Because I, I was really unhappy when people did the theater, right? I'm right. really happy. I can see it. Yeah. But now behavior analysis is a science of the behavior. It's like a gravity. You cannot see up until you see something falling down. Mm-hmm. It is science. So yeah. that you don't have to understand everything. But if you think that's a benefit for you in some sense, mm. give it a go. But if you doubt about certain sense that the certain agency do certain way, shop around. Mm. So that's my suggestion for the people who are happy about the situation about who doing ABA mm. as clients or the families. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, what was it about sort of the direct instruction that you didn't like? Was it just just doing it, or or was it something about the teacher themselves, or? Teacher was a lovely, nearly retired old Japanese woman. Yeah. She was a teacher even in World War II. So, so that's how old she was. Right. <laughs> 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 and that the part I didn't like the DI is because you are forced to do something. Mm. Right? You're gonna force to the uh, uh, um, coherent uh, uh, answer together. Right, right. Right, so the, even though you know the answer, you should you don't need the answer. You saw, but the teacher asked you to do yeah, it's because you gotta do chant, you gotta do singing together. Mm. You don't. She gonna forcing. I think that's because she's kind of doing a very primitive DI yeah, without any yeah. brain process kind of in dual time. Right, right, that, that right. time, it's okay. But I didn't like to do any behavior response. Mm. The mm. response was a difficult part for me. Mm, gotcha. 
And, 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 and you say, I mean, it's all, it's all direct instruction. I don't know a lot about it, but it's, it's basically like the, the call and respond kind of yes, stuff. Call and response yeah. Behavior. And so how, how do you sort of make somebody do that? You know, it, I, I get with sort of, you know, physical things where you're kind of, you can prompt them and physically force them to do things. And, and I know that's a lot of the complaints about ABA and sort of, you know, some of the low bass stuff and whatever early days and whatnot. And, mm. um, but, you know, what could the teacher do to sort of make you respond? Like, why couldn't you just sit there and ignore her? Oh, good question. Well, so I come up with a DI. Actually, we wrote the paper about the DI. It's coming up and published soon. Oh, nice. Uh, in English. In English. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. So it's more friendly version. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that um, you are set up. You presume the people who actually transcript transcript the skills. So yeah. you write down all the transcript you have to say or the teacher say. Mm -hmm. Or the SD is very clear, like if you do TV show. Yeah. It's prompters there. Yeah. But every time you prompt us, you give a cue. Yeah. To your time, right? So you say something, you got to answer after this. Okay. Or after this. And gotcha. as long it's if you're doing a DI, it's better that you have a bigger group, class eight. Mm. That works better. Okay. Because if it's less than that, it's going to be children's going to have different behaviors and it's going to do solo behaviors. But now mm. you have a 20, 20 kids doing if you get half of 10 kids start doing that, it's called swarming behavior, swarm behaviors. Mm. So the people actually start doing, imitate each other uh, and okay. imitate other kids saying. So as long as I imitate that kids, I also get praised. Uh, so yeah. you oh, don't so. need to say, don't copy Jim, don't copy that. You answer yourself. You don't do the idea. Mm. You're going to just imitate other people's behavior and you feel that you're comfortable and teacher's happy and you're happy and teacher never stop what you're doing next next 10 minutes. So that's mm. the deal. Well. Oh, interesting. So definitely the more the merrier. You yeah. want, yeah, you want like you want a bigger group uh, if for sure, because then because then even if half the kids aren't interested, they're just going to sort of kind of through some of these kind of group contingency sort of things, they're just going to sort of start following along because they kind of, kind of have yeah. to, because they, they don't want to be left out. Yeah, I mean, it's not being left out. So when you go to watch sports or mm. any concert, yeah, even though you didn't know the game much, you didn't know that yet this singer much, once you start people cheering that, you're suddenly going to cheer them. That's true. Yeah. Right. That, so those that, are behaviors are partly they're using. And that's that swarming behavior. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Huh? I never heard about that. That's cool. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to reading this paper that's come, that, uh, on, on direct. <laughs> hope it's now. We've been doing so much editions. I hope it's coming up soon this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are there still, are there still folks then? I mean, obviously, I guess, there are, like, is direct instruction still being used in schools? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. So direct instruction goes on. Um, they have a website, and they have uh, asking for fun. They have all that notes down for the English. Yeah. In, any school can use. Yeah, yeah. But do they? I mean, I know, like, it seemed like, again, and I know a lot of people listening will be like, Ben, of course they do. What? Pay attention. <laughs> uh, but I, I haven't been. Uh, and so I had heard sort of that there was a lot of really good stuff with like Engelman, you know, in the early days oh. around this. And um, 
and uh and you know and 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 some just really amazing data and whatnot but but then i hear sort of about schools like um um what's the one in washington um morningside okay mm. you know and they do a lot of that but then yeah. you don't you only hear about that school you don't hear about a lot of other schools doing it uh is is it hard to sort of get schools to buy in to teachers to buy into doing this type of teaching no, I really think that it's that because we are behaviorists, we don't need to keep in touch with education people. So that's part of the reason that too. Right. And also, after Ingerman did it, they uh, uh, published the paper and expanded all the, the study and expanded yeah. the study to people to actually use it. Yeah. Teachers, they are based on the pedagogy. Right. They benefit of the idea of it. So <laughs> we in behaviorists go direct instruction d and i yeah. right in a pedagogy sense of direct instruction so it's a d and small i so that's the mm. education people use it so it's a kind of bented way so it's not about the behavior analytic base right so if you do the behavior analytic base d it works always works and the behavior mm. always occurs and you can get the data done but teachers used to get the data mm. so mm. that they are actually prefer uh Alter version of the AI, the mm. so teacher friendly use kind. Mm. It's it's not really behavior analytic way, but they are kind of similar. Mm. Mm. So it's a it's a big difference in yeah. as a result. Mm. So that's a part of the reason that you don't see every day or every school using that. Mm. But uh, new BCBS and uh, you and all other people who knows about the AI collective way, mm. you can just leave it, change it. For that way, towards mm. to the behavior analytic, analytic mm. they're thinking that yeah, could yeah, help yeah. for mm. teachers. Oh, it actually works. Okay. okay. They can use yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. But that's right a big on. difference. Yeah, right on. Neat, neat. So uh kind of getting uh, close to the end here. What what are what so what are some of the things you say you're a board member with uh, Newark ABBA? So what are mm. some of the things you're working on with 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 that chapter right now? Uh, we are working on the uh, increased membership in New mm. York. Yep. We do have a very small member of the BCB itself, mm. but we don't really have the many members, include inside of the association. Mm. So the uh, board member try to accommodate what is attractive for them to become member. Mm. And I know a few New York BCBA, but they're not member either. So yeah, yeah. I try to recruit them yeah. <laughs> as much as I can. Um, <laughs> So in October, uh, we're going to have a conference. Mm. At the little conference, as you know, the, uh, of course, there's people compared to ABI, but study and the panel poster is very interesting too. Mm. So if you are near New York or that you can travel to, to New York at about the same time in October, I would strongly recommend people to join. Mm, mm, mm. Cool. Right on. And what what kinds of projects are you working on yourself in kind of research right now? Um, I actually doing the paper with the outside of the circle, uh, uh, who's mm. actually read my paper, and she's actually Greek, mm. and she wants to talk about the racism paper, conceptual mm. paper again. So mm. that we're working on that too for the mm. racism side. Mm. And I also work with a student in Japan. There are IBTs and BCABA mm. and doing not the racism paper, but they're doing um, social study. Mm. 
is mm-hmm. mantra in Japanese. Mm-hmm. So the post is going to be happen next year on ABI. Um, Probably, yeah, we'll finish a few action before that. So I, I shouldn't talk about it because it's not published yet, but yeah. I cannot get talk about the people without the other ones. So yeah, those yeah. things are doing. Cool. And are you going to be at ABAI this year? Yes, I am. And do, and, and do you have any things happening there? Not this year. I've been doing for the last 10 years every single uh, presentation. Yeah. But this year I decided to lay back and watch. Lay back and just enjoy the show. Nice. Yes. Nice. No, good for you. Good for you. That's awesome. Well, this is Are you been really- there, No, I'm not going there. I'm trying uh, I'm trying to get to Baba. That's my goal. Yeah, Baba's for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to that? Uh couldn't because no. I was just a, a little bit delayed. Or maybe yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah, well, I did see. I, I did actually see on on social media that there's some people selling tickets that, that can't that can't go. People are selling their own tickets because they can't go. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you might be able to find Let's some see. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, I'll 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 send you some names if I can find them. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been really cool, cozy, cozy. I've learned so much about you, so much I didn't know, and. Uh, <laughs> So very cool. And lots about Japan, which has been really neat. And, you know, the work you're doing here. Um, uh, you're so interesting. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank I you so it. much. Yeah, yeah, Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. It is really honor to be inviting you to talk about the Japan or the Children's yeah. Center or the yeah. new server. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again. Thank you. All right.